Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. You know, every team is going to approach them different ways. Uh, you know, I think depending on different games. Uh, you know, for us, I think without Boyan, our team getting adjusted um, to who we are, you know, right now, and you know that involved. We tried to play a lot during practice, and guys getting the feel for each other. Obviously, you know, a lot of guys have played together before during the course of the year. Um, but I'd like I'd like to see some different combinations play. Um, the first scrimmage is you know 10 minute quarter, so that changes it a little bit from the standpoint that you're not you know, looking at a typical rotation because there's only 10 minutes. But I think for us, just you know seeing some combinations of guys and just having an opportunity to compete, you know, in a, in a game setting, um, that's you know that's what we're we're looking to do. Continue to get a little bit better barometer of uh, where we are as a group. Uh, it would be good to have an opportunity to play. That's Quinn Snyder from the bubble as the Jazz get ready for their first scrimmage tonight. And PK, if there's going to be some rust, this is the place to chip it off. The three scrimmages before the eight regular season games, before the playoffs, figure out what they're doing with that bullion. Use them, Rosie. That's what they're there for. That's what I say, huh? Exactly. Well said, PK. (laughs) Now, it's a scrimmage, but on the other hand, it's on TV. Usually, scrimmages happen behind closed doors. But these are unusual times, and there's unfilled TV obligations, and there's pent-up demand for people to watch sports. So you can watch the game. You can listen to the game. Locke will be on the call here on the Zone Sports Network. Buller and his crew will have the game on AT&T Sportsnet. So 6 o'clock tonight, Suns and Magic. Yeah, I'm going to be watching it, and then I'm going to have my film review right afterward if you want to watch that, too. Sweet. Where can I get that, PK? (laughs) I'm in. Here's them bouncing the ball. All right. (laughs) Oh, what I know about that. (laughs) That That's behind closed doors. That's unavailable. Uh, Yeah, but you can do stuff like, look at his body language right here. (laughs) Fill in the blank player isn't focused. Look at this guy changing ends. Come on, pick him up and put him down. Let's go. Just uh, be like the coaches scream, get back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's basketball. You have to run. Yeah. I mean, that's not high-tech stuff, but it's amazing how many problems that solves. That's good because I am not a high-tech guy. Six o'clock tonight. Uh, tonight, Saturday, and Monday, and then we're through the scrimmage phase of this and into the games. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Rebound by George with three seconds left. George pulls it up, 30 footer at the buzzer. He's got it to go. PG 13 at the end of the first half. Paul, Paul George with a buzzer beater there. Clippers beat the Magic. 99 to 90. Uh, guess what? During four months off, Lou Williams didn't forget how to shoot, PK. He had 22 points. 
Yeah, I was reading stuff with Lou Williams, and he's talking about how, you know, the defense chants and everything. He thought that was cool to have sort of a home flavor. But he said that when he got in the game, he was so locked in, he didn't notice anything. All he noticed is what was in front of him playing the game, which is what I think they should be saying. So when he said that afterward, I thought, well, yeah, that makes complete sense because you're locked into the game and the noise is whether you have it or not, it's not really something you're paying attention to anyway. And that he was basically verifying what I thought that, that it might be. I wasn't sure what they would say, but I thought it might be that as far as what's going on. You know, they notice it when they walk into the arena and they're sitting on the bench and they're socially distanced. And then they had that partition there in the scores table because I watched the stuff so I can get a feel for it, you know, for work purposes, but just for because I had nothing else to do, so that type of thing. And then I thought, you know, when they're in the game, it, the game is what it's about. And that's what he was saying. See the defender, see the rim. There you go. What else yeah. do you need? Yeah, and Luke Walton was talking about, you know, you still need to talk offensively, or excuse me, defensively. Offensively is more of the flow of what you're doing. Defensively is more about communication. Those types of things don't really change when there's 18,000 people or where there's 0,000 people. So that's the good thing about it because I want the game to be about the game. You know, That's the point of me being a fan in the first place is about the game. I remember my high school days when we played in front of 0,000 people. We could routinely draw 0,000. Yeah, that's not very many. It really isn't, and that's what we did. <laughs> Uh, Zion Williamson is undergoing daily testing outside the bubble after leaving due to a family medical emergency. Says he fully intends to rejoin the team. As long as he's tested daily, he'd be subject to a four-day quarantine upon returning to Orlando. The Pelicans played without him. And it just a scrimmage, but they lit the Brooklyn Nets up 99-68. And the Nets, I don't even want to spend time here listening to all the guys the Nets haven't been able to get into Florida for one reason or another, but... It feels like they ought to be a punching bag, which won't really matter that much because there's not going to be that many East versus West games, and we're going to be focused mostly on the West. Zion has a good golf swing. Have you seen that commercial with Bryce Harper and some of the other no. pro athletes? You haven't seen it? I don't know how I've missed it. I've missed it. It's been out there. Well, you can go search it on... Uh, I will watch it online. I channel surf during commercials, so I miss a lot of them. And, uh, yeah, he actually has a, has a pretty good swing. Bucks guard Eric Bledsoe arrived in Orlando after being cleared to travel. Following his uh, positive test for COVID-19, he's going to quarantine in his room and then join the Bucks. He ought to be out, I would think, in time to resume the season, get in a bunch of games before the playoffs. And honestly, the way the East sets up, the Bucks. and if you're if you're playing seven or eight, then you got to breeze through the first round of the series anyway. So you got to have plenty of time to get back in the flow. NBA's ended its relationship with the Basketball Academy in uh, China, according to a letter sent to uh, U.S. Senator Marsha Blackburn, obtained by Sports Illustrated in response to a letter by uh, Blackburn to the NBA that asked a series of questions about the league's relationship with China. The deputy commissioner says the NBA has no involvement in that Basketball Academy. For more than a year, the relationship's been terminated. How many of these relationships are we going to see terminated? Are they going to put it together? Are games going to end up back on the air in China or not? Or all of that kerfuffle and trying to be nice to uh, China and really going to pay off anyway and things just going to fall apart? 
Well, I think the key word, key phrase right there is pay off. I don't know that you meant it literally, but it, but it is. Yeah, right. It is literal. And let's give it up for Marsha Blackburn. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. I'm here in L.A. for 12, 13 years. I'm super excited about this opportunity. The goal is to bring back some rings over, the, over this period of time, and uh, that's, that's what I'm going to be here and, and work for. That's Mookie Betts. He's got a, uh, a big-time contract. 12 years, $365 million, and he's still under contract for $27 million this year. Then the 12-year contract extension will kick in. So that's 13 years, $389 million. He's set for life. He's got unborn great-grandchildren who are set for life. So a record $65 million signing bonus, PK. Do the numbers mean anything anymore? They probably stopped meaning something a while ago, realistically. Well, there has been talk when the Dodgers were sold to that conglomeration, that Guggenheimer deal that they were just interested in profits and they weren't interested necessarily in being competitive, although they've won the division like seven times in a row, which says a lot for them, but I also think it says something for the other three teams in the division. Uh, you know, they they took over basically when the Giants start to fade a little bit, right? And now they haven't won the World Series like the Giants who won three of them, so they ultimately cashed in. But this sends a message loud and clear that this franchise is willing to pay. Now, you look at the product on field. So now you've got two of your three outfielders. Uh, I think uh, Mookie turns 28 in October, and Bellinger just turned 28, 25 last week. One's a current MVP, one's a former MVP, and they're both. Betts is probably literally in his prime. Bellinger may have a year or two to go. Those are two studs. I mean, they're big-time studs to have in your lineup. So you have to think for the next X amount of years, you're going to be competitive. Now, pitching matters so much in this game. Trout is all that, and the Angels haven't been in the playoff. He's only played one playoff series, and they got swept. Because you still have to have the pitching. But you need the other stuff, too. And these are two superstars. There's no doubt about it. This is a a Bryce Harper-type contract. Uh, and then I think it's it's like a pool host contract too, in terms of when you do the math, you know, bets is going to be up there. Yeah. And so, are you going to get the, the return on the back end? Probably not. But along the way, if you win two or three World Series, which we have this new young producer, I think his name is Lloyd Cole. I don't <laughs> think it went on the air, but as he was getting ready to tell you to start to talk after the sound of the baseball saying the Mookie Betts talking about bringing some rings that new young producer Lloyd Cole said they're still not going to get him so he is a Dodger hater and he still has extreme doubt in fact Lloyd Cole that new young upcoming producer is guaranteeing us that the Dodgers will not win the World Series during Mookie Betts's tenure over almost the next decade and a half I'm looking at the young lad even as we speak, and he's wearing his security card. You know, you got to swipe, right? The little electronic beeper thing there yeah. identifies you and everything. And he's wearing it on this lanyard that is orange and has a logo on it. Looks like it's got several letters, a G, an I, an A, and a Giants yeah. fan. You it Homer. says champion. Oh, I see what he done there. If you flip it over, <laughs> does it say three-time? Three-time yeah, champion. that's what I thought. 
So, now, PK, you said the other three teams in the division. Was that bad math, or are you giving the Giants a pass and just saying the Diamondbacks, the Padres, and the Rockies aren't really competitive, so it's easy to win the division because the Giants are rebuilding? Or did you mean it just says something about the other four teams? Well, the Giants right now, to me, when you win three World Series, you know, you deserve the opportunity to reload because it's just a natural order. So, you know, I think you got to give them some time to see what they can do. But the other teams, you know, they, they didn't really rise up. They're, they didn't. They, they don't have any excuses, really, the way I look at it. They're because s- They're smaller markets, yeah. and they don't have $389 million to throw at someone like Mookie Betts. Okay. All right. Okay, sure. Yeah, I can I can agree with that. Uh, and it's that those are you know, those are numbers that are that are difficult to accomplish and, and, and when when you do that, you know, we've seen teams that'll, that'll be interesting here to see what happens because they put all this money in and what about these other teams that have done that? You know, has it really paid off for them the way they want it? Well, I think, uh, you, I think what you said about the Pujols deal, Betts is going to pay off. He's 28. He ought to have five or six really good years, but he signed for 13. So what do the six or seven on the backside look like, and does that drag them down? Do they have a five- to six-year era, you know, era where they're carrying dead weight? Maybe not just in his contract, maybe in others. Is this a one-off? Are they going to build several contracts like this? Or maybe they'll make other mistakes at the time, so it won't be long-term dead money, but it'll be dead money at the time. Maybe that'll open the door for somebody else. Because you're right, there's the Dodgers and the Giants, and then there's the other three who just kind of show up to be the punching bag. And I mean, I'm not going to do too much complaining about it now, but you know I'm going to complain about the Padres. Yep, line them up for 73 wins. Go get them, guys. They get 73 wins this year. It's going to be really good. Yeah, this year would be outstanding. Winning those thirteen games that weren't even played—that would be well. Awesome. I, th- I assume you were you were counting the postseason. <laughs> nice. Uh, the sixty-game schedule opens tonight: Yankees and Nationals, the defending champs, obviously in Washington. Uh, that's at five o'clock on ESPN, and then it's the Giants and Dodgers at eight o'clock on ESPN. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. There's something about Kai on him that you felt through the playoffs, a lack of trust. And whether it was true or just perception, it doesn't matter at some level. And that that's the number one thing that I, if I were Jimmy that I would be focused on is making sure both truth and perceptionally that Kyle trusts me and is willing to put the ball in my hands at any time, at any place, you know, in any form and continually. That's the thing that this season's really about to me is Kyle and Jimmy and Jimmy earning Kyle's trust and Kyle might say I trust him 100% I, I don't doubt that but the perception is another piece of the puzzle and we want to see that out in the play calling in key moments that's Steve Young on the relationship between coach Kyle Shanahan and the quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo with the Niners and I wonder when I hear people talk like that especially like Steve Young right he's been around the game forever does he really just watch and sense that or he's been told something because he still knows people in the Niner organization, but he doesn't want to say, hey, I heard from so-and-so on the air, so you can just kind of sense it. But he's kind of soft-pedaling what he actually 100% knows. Well, I think there would be truth there. You know, obviously he has a relationship. He still has the home in the area, so there's no doubt he is. Uh, he may not be the ultimate insider reporting on the ball club day-to-day, but still he has inside information there and that's something that when he speaks i mean i'm not aware of it i don't follow the niners to that level but uh, you know something now that he put something in my mind 
that I will look for when they get into close games at the end. Now, just by having just by playing that little soundbite, that means from going forward, I'm going to pay attention to this. You know, what is the play calling? We know when uh, guys have the authority basically to do whatever they want out on the field. Uh, and maybe in a, it, to the point of, you know, whatever they get uh, they're supposed to do, they overrule it because they see something else that's developed. And the coach is fine. Yeah, absolutely. Do what you do. It's something to watch here for me going forward because I was unaware of it. Russell Wilson and the division can do that. Tom Brady, new to the conference, can do that. Rodgers and Breeze. I mean, to get back to an NFC title game, to get to a Super Bowl, they're going to have to beat those quarterbacks. And in those moments, they're going to have to do what you just talked about. You know, there's going to be – it's not. they might pull it off, but it's not going to be easy, and they have to make those those decisions and make those plays in those big moments. Yeah. NFL confirmed that uh, if, if fans are allowed at NFL games this season, they're going to have to wear face masks or coverings. The NFL is not announcing a league-wide policy on fans and games, leaving it up to teams to make the decision based on local mandates which makes plenty of sense because, as we've seen, it's not the same in every city at the same time. Jets owner Woody Johnson under investigation by a State Department watchdog. Following allegations, he made racist and sexist comments while serving as ambassador to the United Kingdom. And they uh, also have uh, players jumping right on on social media. Uh, There are plenty of players who are done with Woody Johnson. They'd like to be done with him anyway. What is Trending It's brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener. It's Shamrock Plumbing, 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, two words, two words, PK, but not those two words, but two fabulous words, and we'll get to that next. Let's go. The Big Show. It's a big deal. With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Howard Beck from the Bleacher Report. What do you think about MVP, All-NBA, that sort of thing, only taking into consideration the season before the shutdown? It's a mistake. I think the NBA blew this one, frankly. The eight seeding games, as they call them, are going to count in the standings. That's why they're seeding games. (laughs) If the games count in the standings, and the stats that the players put up count in the all-time record books, and they will, and they count for things like the scoring title and the rebounding title and all that other stuff, then season awards should be based on those as well. This doesn't make any sense. The Big Show, weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Jim Pekett's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It is time for the question of the morning. Brought to you by Master Electrical Services. Master Electrical always open during this challenging time. Call Master Electrical at 801-543-2222 for upfront pricing and your satisfaction is guaranteed. Master Electrical will light up your day. Today is MLB's opening day. What two-word phrase in all of sports could possibly be better? Well, I have one better now because opening day for me signifies something that isn't apparent and isn't basically available today. Opening day, when I say opening day, it encompasses a whole lot of stuff. The meaning of opening day 
to me, means we've gotten past winter. Spring is in the air. Grass is getting greener. Flowers blooming. I'm starting to sound like Chick Hearn. Butter's in the kitchen, in the refrigerator. Eggs are getting hard. Whatever he says. We used to say there when the Lakers had it wrapped up. The door uh, is closed. The <laughs> yeah. lights are out. The eggs are cold, and the butter's getting hard. There you go. Yeah. So opening day to me signifies something more than it does this year, but still opening day is a phrase that I just loved as a kid because growing up where I did in New Jersey, I mean, it's cold and it sucks. And even as a kid, I was always a warmer weather guy. You know, I told you that story of watching the Rose Bowl as a kid and asking my father, you're telling me that place is in the United States. And I don't have to leave the country to get there. You know, when you're when you're a kid, when you're 10, 11, 12 years old, <clears throat> some things just you don't quite understand, right? And to think that that place existed where they could wear shorts on January 1st and the sun is shining, it just seemed like, mine. I don't know what heaven is, but that seemed like that was it, right? And I just love the warmth. And opening day as a kid signified that that's what we were on the verge of. Now, half the time, you're going to get rain back there anyway, so it's not like out in the West where we're so much drier. You just look at the average rainfall that they get back there and what we get out here, it's not even close. So this year, for me, opening day doesn't have that significance, that uh, what am, the romanticism that I put attached to opening day. Today, it's more about play ball, but it's still opening day, and I'm still excited, and I'm going to watch the game, particularly the Giants and the Dodgers, absolutely I'm going to watch. It's opening day. I've loved baseball. That young producer, Lloyd Cole, apparently he's a baseball fan too, although he's so young, he doesn't remember the dog days of the Giants and Candlestick Park oh my when it was 13 degrees in the middle of July. All he knows is this new finagled ballpark with McCovey Cove and whatnot. He didn't experience all the downs, but that's what you get when you get these young kids on the way up. You know, They don't really know the history. So close to being the Tampa Bay Giants. It was such a mess. It was yeah. such a mess. They were so close to gone. And it would have sucked. And I'm not a Giants fan, but it would have sucked. if I'm a hardcore Giants fan. Yeah. I remember the days of Jim Ray Hart. Are you kidding me? And did you know? I don't know if you guys knew this, but two-thirds of the earth was covered by water. One-third is covered by Gary Maddox. Bada-boom! <laughs> Who, I might add, is a Pedro High graduate. Of course he is. Everybody's from Pedro or Jersey. If I've learned anything, I've learned that. My two communities on the coast. See? I live both coasts. And Pedro's literally on the coast. When you sail out of L.A. Harbor, that's the town. Uh, so, yeah. Baseball's back to me. That's a... that's. Opening day, when you conjure up all the stuff that opening day says and means, I don't think there's a better two-word phrase. So here come the nominees from our Facebook page, and it's out on Twitter too, David DJ James. Uh, And many people are failing at this game. Only Jake will admit it, though. The fans are back. Oh, that's four words, though. Okay, so Jake at least calls himself out. Fans are back. They're just not at the games. (laughs) Well, their cardboard cutouts are at the games. Well, when you think about it, though, the majority of the fans, they don't go to games. No, most people have their sports experience by watching it on TV. 
A lot of people can't afford it. Big money. Not a lot of $8 <laughs> Major League Baseball tickets lying around. Well, yeah, that's what I've got. But I told you years ago when we started doing this show, uh, how many losers are there in pro sports? None. Zero thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Your new favorite number. <laughs> Stumbled into that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and so, yeah, when you think about it financially, all of them are big time winners. We already know that. Even the new uh, the Brooklyn Nets, who don't have uh, most of their guys, whoever played r- relative to the average salary that uh, Joe Blow was making, and they're not making the huge money, but they're still making really good money relative to the rest of us. So there are no losers in pro sports. I've, I've gotten over that a long time ago, though. That's just the way it is. The minimum salary in Major League Baseball this year is, do you know what it is? I didn't. And I, I off the top of my head, I'd say four fifty, five hundred and sixty three thousand five hundred dollars. Yeah, I mean that's huge. I know, <laughs> that is huge. And I did think I thought I don't even I realized I don't even know what it is. Should I guess three hundred? Should I guess four hundred? I didn't think to guess over half a million. Well, I, you play three years and you almost made a million cumulative. No, that's not how it works, PK. You make much more than that. Oh well, I thought. Well, I was factoring the ten percent you have to pay. <laughs> So we have Jake coming with the four-word phrase, uh, and then we've got people coming with uh, six words. Terry Parker, Atlanta Braves, period, World Series, period, World Champions, period. Three two-words I... phrases. You're, you're cheating the game there, Terry. Uh, okay, you got to pick one, though. You, you can't have th- three two-word phrases. That's a total of six. You're right. We're, we're just talking a sweet two-word phrase in sports. Rusty says, boycott. That's only one word. Well, I, if we're going to go there again, like we were talking about last week, I'd have to go with Boy George. Let's not do that again. Mark Hudson says, <laughs> kickoff. Kickoff's one word. Yeah. And, and kickoff, what does that mean? Jack says, touchdown. Again, that's one word. <laughs> I know. People are cheating <laughs> at this game. Okay. Unless you're an astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> Landon doesn't even want to play. Says baseball's boring, but we haven't had sports. Won't you take anything right now? Well, they're, yeah, they're all coming back in, yeah. in time. Uh, yeah, but to, to to me, see, opening day. Even if you incorrectly view the sport as boring, you're an idiot, and we'll just set that aside. Uh, I'm the second guy on our staff to call people idiots. Uh, Opening day. Doesn't that conjure up? Hey, Dad, you want to have a catch? (laughs) Birds chirping. Sky becoming blue. Sun out. Opening day, man. I didn't see. I didn't get any of that growing up. I was in my late 20s when that finally registered with me. Okay, but that has registered with you. Because I was living in San Diego, and the weather is, yeah. I understand. It's it's the dead of winter. It's down to 62, you know. (laughs) Well, I mean, I had that too later on. Right. But then I went to Sacramento, where it's in the 40s, and you're foggy, and you don't see the sun for one straight week, and the cold just cuts through you. It's not that far from a lot of water. I don't need to go into California geography. But anyway, it's just, it's cold, it's miserable. I really didn't feel like I was living in California. And 
you know, the, the temperature's a lot like it here in Salt Lake, but we get snow here, and you can play in the snow. You can ski, you can snowboard, you can go tubing, you can make a snowman, you can have a snowball fight. There's a bunch of stuff you can do in the snow. You can't play in the fog. The fog's just miserable, and it's gloomy. Well, you just run into each other. Yeah, that happens on the freeway. It's actually, they'll do stories on, you know, the 20-car pileup. Yeah, but that, I'm, I'm talking about fun. I'm not talking about Oh, fun, just running into each other. In the yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then I got the assignment. Uh, we need you to go down to uh, spring training and do stories on the, on the Giants and on the A's. I'm like, all right. And you, and you get off the plane in Phoenix, and it took about three seconds. Like, this is why people love spring training. They escape. I get it now. And yeah, I, didn't, I didn't get it in San Diego and Santa Barbara. And I've always viewed March as the finest time. Oh, it was glorious. Liter- literally in the finest month in the state of Arizona, have an extensive experience there. But then you move here and you can grasp it. We get it every single yep. every April. It's literally every year. And opening day represents all that is good, Ray. <laughs> all that is good. Uh, okay, so here's some people who actually played the game the right way. Two words, two words. Um, and not Micah who said, you got to love it, baby. He got a laugh for that. Thanks for the hot rod quote. But still, again, not two words. Jacob says, go Cubs. Go Cubs. Mark says, game seven. Okay, that's a pretty good two-word phrase right there. Mike, uh, what, what, what's game seven mean? Uh, so game eight isn't any big deal? Game nine isn't any I big deal? I believe game seven refers to a playoff series. But the that's NBA the point. Whereas opening day, you don't need to decipher what it means. Game seven means, man, we've got uh, 74 more games to go. Game seven means the ultimate competition. I like you don't, Mark. You don't know that, though. I like it with game seven. Good work, Mark. I like it. You don't know that. I know it. I can feel it. Game seven means... The Utes haven't begun their usual late-season fade in football. Speaking of the Utes, Andrew says uh, nine straight. Yep, nine straight. BYU's had nine straight. But right now the Utes have nine straight. Why do you know that this isn't? Again, it it is murky. Opening day is not murky. See, we're talking fog language with you. I'm talking your language now. It's not foggy. It's crystal clear. There's zero confusion. Nine straight? What is that? That means, you you know, how many fairways you've hit, right? Ask young Lloyd. He aspires to be a golfer. Has he ever hit nine fairways in a row? I'm sure he has. Young up-and-comer that he is, because that's all we get for our producers, so I'm assuming that it's not some experienced guy who's been producing for years and years. Oh, you know, I, I knew what you were doing when you started this. <laughs> <laughs> I knew where you were going with this. Yeah, let's put him on Put him on that show. Yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll be fine. <laughs> DJ and PK train <laughs> When I first heard Lloyd's voice this morning, my I had a little heart palpitations. <laughs> I had to ask him, do we get rid of all of our part-timers? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and I did fall for that one. So, but I did fall for that one. I was like, no, nah, they're, they're still around. <laughs> uh, Apparently, you just want to keep me locked and chained in here until... From 6 a.m. to, to 6 p.m. No, I don't. No, I, we'll let you go at 10 a.m. 
Yeah, I don't care what happens after 10. <laughs> Apparently, nobody, hap- nobody cares what happens before 10, so but why should I care what happens after 10? <laughs> Scott Gerard, line three. <laughs> Just messing and having some fun. Come on. Two words, two words, David Olson says, jazz win. Okay, so, so that's tonight. Jazz win. whoop de freaking do they are no bad wins, PK. Don't throw them back. I don't, in the preseason, is there such a thing as a good win? Justin says, hot dogs. <laughs> now, that could mean my pet in the summer, though. Yeah, I don't think that's what it means. Well, that's my point. It's John, murky. John Clark says, real crowds. Real crowds. <laughs> Now, how do you know? See, how do you know that's not soccer and he means real crowds? <laughs> He's trying to introduce <laughs> doubt into everything. It's G- there. <laughs> Jim's not good at this game. Non-essential. Isn't that hyphenated? He didn't hyphenate it. Tried to make it two words. Yeah, it's non is not a word. It's not a singular word unto its own. Do you have to have you have to have a dash? Or in you gotta have a dash. A, a I, I can't think. I can't use right. it in a sentence. None. You, you, you right. Don't it, you don't use it in a sentence. I mean, my aunt was a non growing when I was growing up. A nun. Oh, a nun. Okay. Maybe you have an accent. I don't know. Tom just tweeted at us. Bowl eligible. All the Ute fans are coming out. Two words. Two words. Yes. But our our young inexperienced uh, producer can't find the drop. Oh. <laughs> hey, this machine is amazing, by the way. You can search dang near everything. And I just searched two words, which should pull it up. And it, Yuck must have it saved search, as just wit. Search bowl eligible. Okay, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, try that. Two words, two words. Yeah, you know, the problem with two words, two words, bowl eligible, do you realize you only need five Division One wins to get there? <laughs> I know. <laughs> there are bowl eligible teams that get their coaches fired. So it's <laughs> oh, yeah, we see that every year. Yeah, we do, literally. There's always somebody like, yeah, they're moving on. Because if you if you got the if you got the money to build the schedule, you you can. Uh, in the words of Tom Homo, I can get you ten wins. <laughs> well, I think the only coach who gets fired who's not bowl eligible every four or five years is down there in Tucson. Hey, oh, that a kid <laughs> take a shot at the Wildcats. <laughs> they need to cheat like Sean Miller and start getting better. All right, DJ and PK. It's funny right now through the window. I'm watching a, a desperate search by Lloyd, who really wants to find that drop. But bowl eligible work for you? You find it? Yeah, he's two words. Two words. Bowl eligible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the gusto he said that with. That is so Whittingham, isn't it? No. Well, it's been two years of five and seven. It's bowl eligible. I'm not getting fired. We're six and one. We just took down UFC. There was some adrenaline pumping in that moment. Yeah, and and now it's it's funny because the way the, where the program is, that's nothing. Right. No. That's it, October. It's October. The the big games are still in front of you. The way they've yeah. won the last few years, which is great. It's a great uh, testament to the level that the program has achieved, being literally ranked in the college football poll every year in November. That says something, man. I know there's frustration and not getting over the top, 
but you got a dang good football program, and you should be proud of it. But over the top, the bar keeps moving. You know, one point over the top was bowl eligibility. Another point over the top was get to the conference title game. Now over the top means win the conference title game. But you know, at some point, the, you win the conference title game, it'll be, well, why don't you get to the playoff, right? That's what the whole Pac-12 is facing. So anybody who wins it and doesn't get to the playoff, you know, yeah. why, didn't you get, why didn't you get to the playoff, USC? Why didn't you if get to the playoff? If you get to that level and you complain, I am going to metaphorically smack each and every one of you in the back of the head. If you're complaining that we didn't get to the playoff, yeah, and you are in a great, great spot. And if that's your complaint, you know what's going to happen? You're going to get to the playoff. Because? Because you're there. And you don't have that much more to go. So it's the Phil Mickelson theory. If I'm in contention, in contention, in contention, I'm going to get me one. Well, So Ky- you're going to get yourself one. If you're in contention a bunch of times, you're going to get it. Well, if Kyle were going to coach for another 10 or 15 years, I would agree with you. But I think the coaching change... Uh, resets everything whenever he decides yeah, to but retire. That's, okay, fine, but doesn't mean it resets it to the to the bad. It can mean it resets to the where it is, or even better. I get your point, but it doesn't have to be negative. Uh, it, it, you're right; it doesn't have to be. But we both know when you're soaring this high, there's uh, you know, what it, it's way easier to drop than it is to get better. It's way easier to miss. How many how many programs hit like the Utes have hit, and then followed up by hitting again? I mean, for the U.S., this would be four straight hires that were wins. Uh, Boise State. Yeah, one, that's one a good that one. Com- right. That comes to mind. I'd have to sit there and, and, they, and some of them, it's actually the other way around. you got to suck to screw it up, and I'm looking at you, Ohio State. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. Uh, but, I mean, I look at USC and Oregon because I was thinking Pac-12, and they don't hit on all their hires. And they've got built-in advantages, and lots of people want those jobs. Yeah, but also, too, they weren't down that long. Sure, there may be a little bit of a downturn, but then you get back up. So, you know, just because uh, they don't, if, he, if Kyle retires at 11 and 2 and they go 7 and 6 the next year, well, let, let's see how it is two, three, four years. That's how you judge coaching hires. You don't judge it by today. You judge, you are, and you brought up a good point uh, sometime this week, the three hires in the South Division. Okay, now you're in your third year. We most definitely have to see progress. We're not going to look at Darrell and say, oh man, this was a crappy hire at Colorado, unless he goes 0-12 or something. Uh, but you look at it at its third year, so see where it's at after that. But I, I think that the U of U is in such a good spot that they should be able to hire good after Kyle. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Coming up this morning, Craig Bowlerjack, TV voice of the Utah Jazz, is going to join us in about 15 minutes. Justin Zanuck, Utah Jazz general manager at 945. Right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. It's been a long four months. Welcome. Oh, Donovan, don't do me like that. But finally, the NBA is back. Back up in hammer. That is filthy, Rudy. Catch every second of every moment of Utah Jazz basketball. As the Jazz resume play from the bubble in Orlando, your exclusive home of the Utah Jazz is right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Too much time on my 
with a little extra time on your hands. It's time to talk about what we're doing to kill time. What did you watch last night? With DJ and PK on 97.5-1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Too much time on my hands. Too much time on my Kids, 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. What were you watching? Check out some NBA scrimmages. Come on, it's sports. I mean, I know it's a scrimmage and all that. What is, who is Bull Bull going to be in the NBA? You get an NBA comparison for Bull Bull? I mean, we know yeah. the name because we know Manute Bull, right? And Bull Bull goes to Oregon, which has turned itself in. If you got money, you can do it. Turned itself into a really good NCAA basketball program. And he goes there. And he played, and he looked good, but their non-conference schedule isn't much. And then he gets hurt, and then he just shuts it down. Hey, I'm going to the NBA. So 16 points, 10 rebounds, 6 blocks. The Nuggets beat the Wizards in the scrimmage. It's way too early to announce, I know this is who Bol Bol is going to be, but who do you think he's going to be? Well, nobody knows who's go- what guys are going to be until they be them, and very few anyway. I mean, Tim Duncan and some of these, and Shaq LeBron. and so LeBron forth. was supposed to be all LeBron, that. LeBron, obviously. He's but I mean, we didn't even know about Kevin Garnett and Kobe, and those are two Hall of Famers. You know what I mean? And essentially, Bull Squared is coming right from high school because he didn't really have a freshman season because of the injury, right? Uh, what was it? Was it a foot injury? I can't even yeah, remember. It was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So, you know, he barely – I don't even remember seeing him playing for the Ducks. That's because the teams they played yeah. weren't – they weren't TV games. Right. Literally, so I never saw him play. I mean, it was like so, Texas Southern and I don't yeah, know who else, right? Yeah, and then he goes down, and I remember him sitting on the bench and all that stuff, uh, but I don't remember him getting out there. Certainly, obviously, he didn't play in Pac-12 play when we're heightening our attention, and then I didn't see him play in person when I go down to the Pac-12 tournament in Vegas uh, and talk to people about him. That, that wasn't even a discussion, so I'm not sure. And then he's been out for a year because it wasn't last year. It was the year before, right? Uh so, or this this whole season he hasn't played, and then he makes his debut uh, last night. So I, I really don't know. I can't say what he's going to be, but that's not that unusual. I mean, who could say Donovan Mitchell? Now, Kevin, or excuse me, not Kevin, not Dennis Lindsay. Uh, obviously, he was fired up about it, and we know the stories. If you mention anything, I'll fire you on the spot, and blah, blah, blah. But, de- de- I mean, Dennis Lindsay has a trained eye. But at the same time, they traded up for Trey Burke, and he didn't amount to anything either. So he got one. He no no GM hits on every one of them. That's just not going to happen. So it's impossible to say. But if you uh, look at it, uh, that's an encouraging situation, particularly for a team that has a slew of young guys too. I mean, uh, I, I just I, I don't believe Denver gets the respect that it deserves. Now respect. You can't get it, in my mind, unless you earn it. It just doesn't come naturally. It's something that has to be earned, right? And I don't think, I think they've earned it, but I don't think they're getting it. When we talk about the contenders in the West, in my mind, the Nuggets have what they need. Maybe they lack a little bit of experience, which is actually a good thing because that means you're going to grow up together a little bit here, right? So you add another young component, and it's like, man, are they going to even get better? I think that you're right. They don't get the uh, respect they deserve. If the Clippers or Lakers were third in the West, if the Rockets were third in the West, they get a lot more run. 
but they don't guys have guys who have big playoff reps. Uh, last year, they were on the easier side of the Western Conference bracket. They had a path to the conference final. They won the first game seven in the first round, but they didn't win the second. So there's kind of a, yeah, you know, they're a nice team, but it's cold weather. The franchise doesn't have a lot of great tradition, and they haven't won a lot. And because they are young, the guys don't have reps in the league. Now, they can get there one day, but we've talked a million times. Glamour teams, uh, celebrity players, warm weather markets, you know, just, I don't know. Miami just catches your attention, right? It's Miami. They got Dwayne Wade. Who else can they attract? Nobody thinks Denver's going to attract anybody else that's going to take them to the next level. I don't know they need anybody else. And maybe they, will, maybe they will do it organically. But to your point, they don't have the experience. They don't have the rep. So they're getting overlooked. You're right. And I think that's why. That, that combination of factors. Well, NBA history has shown us that you have to stumble. So I look at last year's playoff as a stumble. Right, part of the growing process. And if this group stays together, it seems like they've got a competent coach and they've got some young players. I I think Jokic is a star. In my mind, he's a freaking star. So with that in mind, you've got a star right there. And then you've got Jamal Murray's a very good player. Uh, Millsap, obviously, we know about him being a solid veteran. Harris is decent. Uh, now they got this young fellow here. Uh, to me, if I'm selling or buying stock in the Nuggets, I'm buying. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Craig Bowlerjack joins us next. Stay with us. Three, two, one. The Utah Jazz are back. Captain two, three. Pow! And this is your Jazz Game Preview. Presented by University of Utah Health. After being taken off the floor March 11th in Oklahoma City, the Utah Jazz will finally return to a basketball floor against an opponent. The first of three scrimmage games will take place playing the Phoenix Suns, but for the Jazz, it will be a chance to move forward for Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and Mike Conley to get back on the floor. The Jazz will be without Boyan Bogdanovich and have tried to convert their offense to being a little quicker with early threes to react to this change. Jazz and the Phoenix Suns will take place in the first of three scrimmage games on Thursday. This Jazz Game Preview is presented by University of Utah Health. They take care of Utah like Utah takes care of each other. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.